1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
2: The sports bar with danger and Bataglia making the shift to look ahead to the Giants on Sunday Night Football.
3: (laughs) Picked off at the 15 yard line, Josh Norman. Mike
2: Danger. L O L O L O L O L O L. Josh Norman, are (laughs) you kidding me? Gene Battaglia. The giant game does not look scary, but the idea is that the rest of October, you should not lose a game. Viva Las Vegas! The Raiders held off the Packers, 17 13. Jackpot, baby! Where's Mr. Mouth? Fates. Harris back to the warning track. He leaves. Michael's got it. He's got it. They
4: double him up. Game over!
5: Go brave! And
4: the Arizona Diamondbacks have beaten the Dodgers twice.
2: That's what I'm supposed to be worried about? The AL Division Series play game three
6: today. Hockey! Give us hockey now. 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan, Rochester. I'm just doing a little housekeeping here as we're, we're in happy hour now in the sports bar. Welcome on in. Uh, Greg sending us a, an update on X, Elon's Twitter. <laughs> I didn't know I needed a Gene Battaglia and his best Bill Belichick version of Into the Night. Most people don't know that, Greg. Matthew, um, Matthew at Matthew McGrain. I don't think that was me. I don't there are now two impressions I can listen to all day. Christopher Walken and Gino doing cover tunes as Billy B. That's good. I like it. Thank you for the tweets. We're at the fan Rochester. I'm at AKA Mike Danger. He is at Gene Battaglia. <laughs> And you can get a hold of us also at the Fan Rochester. Uh, The Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line is open for you. If you want to pull up a stool here during happy hour, that number is 585-866-4FAN, 866-4326. It's award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. The new location at 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester, Good Smoke BBQ. .com. And before we get to the news of the day and everything, just because it's weighing on my mind, Gino, I've got it.
2: Mm-hmm. If
6: you're watching the video stream at The Fan Rochester on YouTube or Twitch, this was the uh, gift that was given to us from the Emmerich's organization today. Our our partners, we are the proud you home gotta of Rochester. It, you got to put it in front of the oh, camera. Oh, I'm yep, yep, I'm yep, yeah yep. I'm radio I'm a radio you're guy, first radio. and foremost. Yeah, there you go. All yeah. right, so there you go. that That's sharp. Yeah. Now, I know you the camera, I'm not going to move it, right, but move you can see where... You could see where we've got the space on the wall. This citation from the Police Athletic League has been hanging on this wall since, what did we say?
2: 1952. 1952. And there's dust on there from 1952.
6: So... We are not allowed to hang anything on on our sound-soaked walls here, these soundproof walls that we have. They're very expensive, I've been told. It's fabric, so when you poke a hole in it, it could tear, it could rip. And, you know, we, we, we want to be respectful of the wishes of our our you know our overlords here and and mm-hmm. our, we like our
7: jobs. Our it's sports a, yeah. bar
6: would look more like a sports bar if we could hang a poster or two in here, you know, or or more than that, but uh, maybe a neon light, a neon sign. So instead of of d- hanging into the sound that's really the only part of the studio that has anything hanging on it, and so uh, that's coming down. This is going up. Can we make this the the ceremonial? I don't have like any fanfare, so let's just. Um, I don't have any official fanfare, but let, let's just go with the Amrick Gold song here. If you if if I may. There it goes. That's done.
3: I
5: All
6: right. Now and I mean it feels a little bit
2: more like a sports bar. Now I realize whoever did the hanging that that wasn't even. It's a little too far. to. Lo- it's not your fault, Danger. I yeah. Oh, it's, a li- it's a little better now. Oh,
6: you mean it's yeah. too far. It's not it's centered too, it's on not that centered, wall. It's not centered, right, yeah. This building is so old, man. Who knows? These windows knows? maybe weren't there. Yeah. I
2: mean, honestly. Mm-hmm. Turn the camera around.
6: There Shrink wrap there. All right. So there we go. There's our ceremonial hanging of the rochester americans north division championship banner postseason north division championship banner from the 2022-2023 season and here's hoping we're replacing it with an even more valuable banner uh come the end of june in 2024 really appreciate Seth that for joining us as he did last hour and he'll join us every tuesday afternoon at 425 get the latest with his club and what's going on with the rochester americans who Start their campaign Friday at home with Bridgeport coming to town at Blue Cross Arena. Can't wait for that. You'll hear all the action. Your proud home of Rochester Americans hockey, the fan
2: Rochester. This is a pleasant distraction from talking about, I can't believe they brought back Josh Norman. What are you talking about? You. What do you mean you can't believe it? I'm I'm pissed that we didn't dissect it further to the point where
6: we're like, oh yeah, that's a guy that they could bring back. Because we knew. We knew that they were going to only talk about bringing back somebody who's familiar with... Sean McDermott and his
2: sister. I had a Jim Wolf text me on Sunday. They're going to bring back Norman. I, I took it as a joke. I took it as a joke. And when I was doing the RIT game yesterday, we go to the intermission. Okay. I look at the phones. Like, can I get the message from my partner there? Hey buddy, uh, they just signed Norman. I'm like, no. get." Yep. What did I text you right away? Ha ha ha. ha oh my God. I can't believe
6: they did that. It's just so typical. And none of us should have been surprised. Like we we were saying, and I know people were saying, oh, well, they could trade for Levi Wallace. Like, yeah, you could do that. And you'd probably get somebody that, that you could play and could play competent snaps. Or you could bring in somebody to help work with what you have. And the guy's familiar with McDermott, the guy's familiar with this defense. And at this stage of his career, you're not going to see him on the field, but as a member of the practice squad, maybe he can help coach and influence some of the younger guys that are struggling. I'm looking at Kyrie Elam. I'm looking at Jamarcus Ingram. I'm looking at guys who can now compete and, and learn and grow within this Sean McDermott defense. And Norman knows how to do that. If Norman makes makes it on the active day roster, something terribly, terribly wrong has gone on. And and the bills have just gotten bit by an awful, awful injury bug. I don't, I suspect that we'll see him at all. And when he was signed by the Bills in 2020, I remember distinctly calling it a favor. Sean McDermott is doing Josh Norman a favor. You don't need to bring that guy in, but you give him one year and you let him come in and you pay him his his salary and he's probably not going to be... And, and the last time we saw him, I want to say he was getting stiff-armed to the moon by Derrick
2: Henry. Who knew he finished up last year in Carolina?
6: Yeah. He played...
2: Yeah. Uh, what are they, Two what games. Are
6: they, two games in Carolina. I think a total of like 40 snaps or something like that so whereas sean mcdermott maybe did him a favor in 2020 i think this is josh norman repaying that favor and coming in to help sean mcdermott maybe get through to some of the younger guys on this team that just right now might not have a a handle on how he expects them to play corner in his defense
2: well to me it's a mystery it's like we're supposed to be explaining, hey, here's what's happening with the team. That's one thing I can't figure out is what happened to Kyrie Elam. First round pick and rookie season was okay, but uh, didn't get any indication that training camp anything was in trouble. Every expert we talked to said, hey, this is a competition, but it looks like Benford's going to be ahead. And like, okay, well, that's fine. You, you've got some depth there. And then week one, he's not active. And we're told, well, that's just kind of a matchup thing. And then, oh, he'll be active for Miami because it was, no, he's not active again. And then when we talked to Matt Perino, well, he was active against the Jaguars and he was disconsolate on the sideline because he was getting beat so bad. So what happened to Kair Elam? Is it something mental going on there? Is it just a bad fit? Is it, is it time to move on? Is this a last-ditch effort? Do you
6: remember the, the first time we saw him on the practice field training camp last summer? One of the first things I noticed with Kyrie Elam when they brought him in in, in early in camp, Work. The, the, he yeah. was out there, but he had the oven mitts on, right? Yeah. They, they took away his hands. And I wonder if, they just, if he hasn't yet been able to adapt to playing the position the way McDermott wants him to play. Don't use your hands. Don't make yourself susceptible to a penalty downfield. Play the the play, be in position, be where you need to be. Uh, Man, he struggles with just turning. I mean, he struggles with adjusting to routes. He's, he's just, he's just struggling. And uh, it's a hard thing to, to watch because you know that there is some talent there. They, they, they couldn't have been that wrong
2: to whiff on Kyrie Elam in the first round, or could they? Oh, okay, could they could? Well, what was the story from that draft? I remember. when. Ky- what was it about Kyrie Elim that that separated him from different quarters? His notes. It's, it was a notebook. Yeah. If you sit down with Sean McDermott and be like, these are the notes I took on every wide receiver in the SEC, and I keep notes on what they run and how I did and everything. Oh, if you're talking coaches. making a language there. If you're talking like you're a coach, then that that's McDermott's language. So I'm wondering if that was a McDermott pick here. And you're bringing in Norman. Hey, we need some help here with the kid above. Well, the
6: athleticism is there. It's not like he all of a sudden didn't get, you know, lost a step or whatever. You know, he's not, he's not old. It's a second year. And when Norman came in 2020, we really kind of like, discuss the life cycle of a corner in the NFL because at that time Norman was on the tail and he's still on the tail end of his career but Norman in his prime was spectacular for Sean McDermott he was a great player for Sean McDermott why because he had athleticism and he had really good technique and as you get older the athleticism fades you have really good technique but you can't hang with an NFL receiver anymore and I'm wondering if you bring him in is you know the guy that can be the, the brains of the Kyler Elam operation. Elam has the athleticism that you wish Norman still had because Norman has the impeccable technique that he can maybe pass on and teach to an Ingram or to a Kyler Elam. That's the only justification I can have for this and that and and Sean McDermott just
2: likes his guys. He loves, loves his, his guys. guys to a fault. Like if
6: if Hyde employer say, Hey, you know what? We want to play for another three to five years. McDermott would probably sign up for that. Yeah. You should absolutely like, even though you can clearly tell that both of them have lost a step, that they're neither one of them are as fast as they once were. Obviously they're getting older, right? But you don't view them that way because of how cerebral they are on the field, how smart they are in terms of knowing where they need to be in your offense in your defense rather. Well,
2: Josh Norman's 35. That's a position that you, you feels like that's 70. Daryl Green, Hall of Famer, okay, did that to basically was 40. But that is the way outlier. Like, name me another corner above 30 that can get Gilmore? This mm, Stephon, Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore has been Gilmore, really yeah. a long
6: time. And right now, he's de- the de facto quarterback one for for Dallas,
2: but... 33. Yeah, Liverpool. even then, I'm like, yeah,
6: yeah I mean, if, if you said, hey, you
2: want Gilmore in your defensive secondary? I'd be like, no, nah, we're good. At uh, one point, sure, with the Patriots, you know, defensive MVP, Right. Yeah, but right. now... The, the, the no. bills
6: sold on him as he was still emerging. And, you know, look, they didn't want to pay him. It was a very expensive and lucrative contract. He deserved it. He wanted. it. He earned it. Um, But now, no. No. Now you would prefer to have... The younger athletic guys, because that life cycle, as you get older, you lose that athleticism and all you're left with is technique while guys are running by you like they were Sunday uh, in London. So the signing is is just so typical to me. It's just typical. It, It didn't surprise me even a little bit.
2: Doesn't answer the question. What are they going to do about these two big issues? Meaning Milano and DaQuan Jones. We talked to Matt Perino in the uh, first hour today, and you can listen to that on demand. A couple ways you can do it. We have it up on social media, where you just hit the button. The other way is uh, we recommend uh, downloading the Odyssey app, and you can go back in time, listen up in seventy-two hours again. That was in the three PM hour, and uh, he's, he's on his way back from. Uh, actually, he's probably landed now uh, in in Buffalo. The point being, what do you do about Daquan Jones? And he thinks it's not Tim Settle. This is what you brought Puna Ford in. Puna Ford, somebody we really haven't seen all that much. And, you know, understudy is kind of a loose word, but that's what you brought him in for. So, can Puna Ford kind of at least bring you something that Daquan Jones, because. Ed Oliver is having one of his best seasons, probably his best start to his career.
6: Yeah, when Ed Oliver starts getting double teamed again, you're going to see that production dip once again with Ed Oliver. So hopefully you can bring in a guy like Ford who can eat up some of that some of that space, eat up some of those some of those blocks, and allow Oliver to do what he's been doing great so far this year? Settle was uh, was rated, I want to say, Perino said was was rated the worst of all Buffalo Bills pass rushers uh, on on Sunday. So settle is going to find himself competing for snaps, and they rotate these guys all the time. I'm curious to see what Puna Ford looks like yeah. out there. I have a feeling he'll be a better run stuffer than he will be a pass rusher, but if he can eat up some of those blocks and free up at Oliver, at Oliver can continue to be the pass rusher that that we've been waiting for his entire career. He's looked good so far this year.
2: Yeah, and then we're just kind of assuming it's going to be Dorian Williams. We're not exactly sure who the next man up is going to be for Matt. Malina. I'm not
6: assuming anything, man, because right. Dorian Williams, again, Sean McDermott was you could tell he wasn't he was very impatient with his defense on uh on Sunday. Th- there were too many play- big plays, there were too many third down conversions, there were too many guys just not where they need to be, missed tackles, the whole thing. And he hooked Dorian Williams in favor of Tyrell Dotson, and he hooked Kyrie Elam in favor of Jamar, like no patience. And so I think this week in practice is really what's going to determine who we see more of out there throughout the course of the game on Sunday. And if I'm betting, I'm saying it's going to be Dotson. I think Dotson is the guy that he trusts. I think Dotson is the guy that he knows will step up when you ask him to step up. will answer the call.
2: The reality is, I think it doesn't really matter against the Giants this week. I mean, the Bills will say all the right things. They'll be ready for this game. You're coming off a loss that you really you don't feel good about. So uh, I, it really is a Sunday night danger that I'm trying to envision ways in which the New York Giants can come in and, and upset the Buffalo Bills. And I don't know, maybe the Giants are just better off going to Tyron, just letting the Tyrod throw some bombs. Bad Josh would be the thing. We didn't see Bad Josh in
6: Jacksonville. The offense, for the most part, looked good. You couldn't run the ball. You weren't physical up front and physical enough to run the ball against Jacksonville. But you know, Bad Josh can always rear its ugly head. And if you want to know what that looks like, if you forgot, I mean, you don't have to look very much further than what you saw last night. That display on Monday Night Football. Jordan Love (sighs) is bad. Jordan Love was bad last night and and as good as he might have looked week one against a bad bears team
2: he looked horrible last night against the raiders i the, the, bad josh isn't as bad as bad jordan love or bad mac jones like those passes yes. were over the middle like okay what wh- what was it you're looking what at what did when you it, see what did you see because you're literally you're literally throwing it right to the linebacker
6: yeah the the Ra- the raiders had one takeaway through four games <laughs> they picked off love three times last night robert spillane getting two picks it's almost like spillane is to love what whitehead is to josh allen just getting all those picks gobbling them all up and the game ended with uh a red zone interception the christian watson uh you know wasn't able to it, christian watson got behind bad throw by love and uh a robert uh robertson uh interception for for the Raiders
2: and they secure their second win of the season now both teams two and three yeah the Raiders uh get the Patriots this week I think Bill Belichick's doing right now (laughs) I this has got to be a win right if you can't beat the
6: Raiders if you can't beat if you can't beat Josh McDaniels if you can't beat Jimmy Garoppolo come on what are we doing at this point, if, if you're Bill Belichick, you need, nay, you have to have that win. After two straight, what do you think Bill is
2: doing to prepare for the game? I think uh, he's actually kind of cutting loose here at Danger. Oh, Bill Belichick, yeah. Unplugged.
4: Yeah. Well, I, I, I've got a different song here for
2: you. Oh,
6: you do? Yeah. yeah oh, oh, I'm sorry, Bill. Yeah, we already did Well, that we, one. we take requests here yeah. in the sports bar. That, uh, is that Bill Belichick's new theme song, by the way, into the night, or mm-hmm. does he have a different one? Oh, Bill Belichick One doing karaoke yeah. to the village people. No, I didn't favorite. see this
4: coming. I'm getting ready for that big game against the Raiders. Young man, there's no need to feel down. I said, young man, pick yourself off the ground. I said, young man, because you're in a new town. There's no need to be unhappy. Young man, there's a place you can go. I said, young man, when you're short on your dough, You can stay there. I'm sure you'll find many ways to have a good time. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. YMCA. Wow. They have everything for young men to enjoy. You can hang out with all the boys. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. Y-M-C-A. Yeah, that's Bill Belichick, just letting yourself loose. Clean. You can have a good meal. Uh-huh. You can do whatever you feel. That's good. And scene. Very well done.
6: <laughs> Coach Belichick, appreciate you stopping by the sports bar with your karaoke rendition of a classic from the Village People. Yeah, maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah, I'm
2: sure that's what he's doing this week. Just going to the karaoke bars late and, and riffing. Are you starting to come around in my take? Said this a couple weeks ago. Like this is going to go so bad that they're going to have to make a change, and maybe for Bill, he can get the record somewhere else. Like take a year off. I don't. And think he, there'll be the yeah. whether it's the Giants, the Jets. There'll be. I some don't think team. the Giants
6: or Jets would would take them. I don't think they would want. I mean, it just doesn't make sense at this point. If you're, if you're a desperate team. And you just are looking for hope.
2: Would you bring him in at this Who stage? Of his would career? be that team. <laughs> They're not going to get rid of Salah. No, like, like no. But but I'm looking like to 2025. I here. get. Like, I get. Uh, no, no,
6: look, I I think I still think because he's done what he has done, and we remember what it was like at the end for Shula those teams weren't good he'd scratch out four or five wins a season until he got to the record and then that was it and I think that's how this plays out I, I I don't see a team now saying I I think in the NFL whereas we may be harsh I think in the NFL other teams look at him and like yeah you can't do it without Brady
2: Look at him. He can't do it without Brady. Do you think Robert Kraft is listening to talk radio and reading the Boston Globe or whatever? Like I'm wondering if they like even that. realize
6: it. If, if, he, if, he's, if he's immune to those criticisms, I'm sure that there are Patriot fans who are miserable right now and saying Bill should go. But I'm sure there are also Patriot fans who believe that that guy can do no wrong, will never do any wrong. And because he won all those Super
2: Bowls, should be able to call his own shot. I don't think that Robert Kraft, who, by the way, has a new wife, right? And she's some 30 years younger, like, he's going to want to do this heavy lift of, remember, it's not just the head coach. You got to hire like a GM. You got to blow the whole thing up. Which any other organization, that's what you're doing. That is like the worst product. And the only reason we didn't pick against the Patriots in Survivors is because I don't trust the Raiders, quite frankly. And the Raiders are only three point favorites. I thought it would be kind of more at this point. Um, yeah, I, I just think that the rest of the
6: NFL would look at him becoming a free agent head coach and be like, yeah, we're good. I mean, remember McVeigh? Even McVay making fun of him during the draft. Like, oh my God. He's just, he thinks he's smarter than everybody else with his draft picks and and his free agent moves. And they just don't pan out. He can't do it
2: without Brady. The weird thing was... All of a sudden, he started throwing out money. Like, oh, Belichick, uh, he sees the market in equity. You're paying for Hunter Henry and Juju Smith? Like, yeah. None of it it has worked. None of it has worked.
6: Chewed on, yes, but now he's hurt. I mean, the only thing that I think would force him out is a level of dysfunction that isn't, it's not incomprehensible. I mean, you could imagine a scenario. You could live in a world where right now, Bill O'Brien is plotting and scheming <laughs> for his pathway to become the head coach of the New England Patriots. I I could see that happening that I could see happening that, that it's a guy like Bill O'Brien
2: Judas mm. working behind the scenes. Well, th- I think it's a two part question here. I'm going to do this like a flow chart, right? Say like the Patriots lose every game or they like, it's going to go bad, right? They'll have some wins. I'm sure. Do they fire Bill Belichick in season? No. No, absolutely not. I think we agree on that. Will the Patriots lose enough games because this class is going to be so good? Do you trust, then, Bill Belichick? That's the question. Will you allow him to pick the next quarterback? Because... He whiffed big time on this guy, Mac Jones in the same draft where Brock Purdy all of a sudden hmm. looks like a legit NFL quarterback. Like just because Mac Jones went to Alabama, that was your guy. Like any other team, Mac Jones would be on the bench and be playing Bailey Zappy by now. Do they let Bill Belichick pick the next quarterback? And the answer is no, he's gone. I think they do. I think they do.
6: I think they'll let him pick again. And, Mac Jones, I think, is there because of the endorsement of his buddy Nick Saban, because Nick Nick Saban won with Mac Jones and had nothing but great things to say about Mac Jones, and I'm sure Mac Jones, the person, is bright and articulate and and you know can do what you, <laughs> but he's just not. It, it's not working, and somewhere along the line, it's just the message hasn't gotten through, or he's just unable or incapable of playing at the level you need your NFL quarterback to play at. He'll never be the goat. He'll never be Tom Brady. Those are big shoes to fill, and I I, I feel bad for the person that has to fill the shoes of Tom Brady. Right? Like it's not easy. Baker Mayfield's doing just fine in Tampa, but in New England. With all of those championships, you're the guy that, that's expected to live up to that impossible expectations, impossible for Mac Jones
2: to be remotely close to what they had in time, but they're spoiled. Well, that's where maybe good coaching would come into play and like, don't worry about that. Let's just worry about this first and 10 player, and kind of take it step by step. And yeah, he's doing a poor job. Isn't that just kind of refreshing to say that Bill Belichick is doing a poor job this year?
6: We have uh, injury news from around the NFL. With Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings missing at least four games, he's been placed on IR with a hamstring injury. If you're uh, into fantasy, and who isn't, Devon H. uh, H. Han is going to miss multiple weeks with his knee injury, and they haven't quite ruled out injured reserve yet. But he's they're saying at least two to three weeks. Uh, So look for Raheem Mostert. Look for um, the activation of Jeff Wilson here from injured reserve this week as well. He'll have more depth. Uh, in that Dolphins backfield and uh, Cardinals running back. James Connor is also dealing with a knee injury. He's going to be out for multiple weeks, uh, and I believe he has been also today placed on IR.
2: So uh, the guy I can't pronounce his name in Arizona. We all going to be running for him. Today? <laughs> <laughs> we will always be joined by Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy on Thursday. So uh, what do you do in these situations when you're going to be kind of well, you got bi-weeks and now without Justin Jefferson for four weeks. You know,
6: Van Jefferson thought things were uh, going rough for him in, in Los Angeles with the Rams, he's been dealt to the Falcons. So, at least in LA they throw the ball it, with Atlanta, good luck. Yeah. Uh Van Jefferson uh moving on to Atlanta here for a late round pick swap. The the Rams are going to receive a 2025 sixth round pick in exchange for Jefferson and a 2025 seventh round pick.
2: That's uh that's the chic thing to do in the NFL, right? The late round pick swap. Like, I uh, just like, it's like, and here, we're just pushing here.
6: down, down the road to like 2025. Yeah. Nobody will remember this in 2025. And you right, we yeah. won't.
2: No. Like, come on, give that the times. The NBA does deals now in 2030. I seen, know,
6: yeah. I know. We, we got to pick up our pace a little bit here with the deals. Uh, trade deadline, by the way, for the NFL. What is it? It's Halloween this year, right? Halloween, yeah. not a Tuesday. End of October. So, um. And it remains to be seen whether or not the Bills will be active or not. But based on history, I would just say, you know what? Maybe it's not the best move for the Buffalo Bills to uh, make a trade at the trade deadline. Uh, But there's a lot of football between now and then. So we'll
2: see. (laughs) What's got you going? Oh, my gosh. I said this as a joke earlier. I, I, I had no idea there was an IR designation. But Mike Garofalo saying the New York Giants have designated wide receiver Cole Beasley for return for practice squad IR ahead of his former team's game. Practice squad IR. Correct.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's not a tribute video at Highmark Stadium on Sunday night. It's more like a PSA. You just get Sarah McLaughlin singing In the Arms of an Angel. And you just have a montage of Brian Dayball, Joe Shane. Wait, no, how do you see I
2: want to see Brian Dayball falling down in Miami yeah I want to see Cole Beasley waving his finger at one some COVID press conference it's like all the moments you don't want to remember about these guys Uh, Matt Breida fumbling fumbling the ball against the Patriots yeah yeah Yeah, there's plenty of great yeah
6: Isaiah Hodgins you just get all of just get all (laughs) of them show Shane
2: checking into a comfort (laughs) in somewhere in the
6: arms of an angel. Yeah, that's that's what I would like to see. I would like to see that. Not the player tribute. Not Tyrod Taylor's. You know, the closer. He's at the very end. You know, for for the price of a cup of coffee, you can give Tyrod Taylor a bowl of rice.
2: <laughs> Tyrod trying to out of the field the a New thirty five nothing the Chargers after Peter. the New
6: York Giants for just the price of a cup of coffee. This is Tyrod Taylor. At night, he sleeps on a floor mat and eats only a bowl of rice. You, too, can help the New York Giants. Boogie Basham's also there. He's getting pancakes. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's what I want to see on Sunday night. Not the, we miss you, Tyrod, thanks for the memories. No, give, <laughs> make it a PSA. It's a public service announcement. Let's take a
2: break and come back with a round of shots next in the Sports Bar. Yeah, before we do that, uh, Alex Bregman has just gone yard 5 nothing. Houston leading Minnesota. It's 530 danger. You know what that means? Hockey season just began.
6: Oh, right. We've got uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning hosting the National Predators. You've got game two of a triple header tonight between Pittsburgh and my Blackhawks. And then uh, the nightcap, <sighs> Jack Eichel, the personality of a carrot, <laughs> last night during halftime of Monday Night Football, uh, being interviewed with the Stanley Cup. They raised a banner in Vegas as they host the Seattle Kraken later tonight as well. So that'll, that'll be a fun night of hockey. Tonight.
2: Can you imagine being an NFL fan and like, you know what? I think I'm going to walk down in the locker room and talk to my favorite player. That actually happened this week. And we'll tell you how that went. Spoiler, not well for that person. Mm. Also, um, if you've ever been in the, the airport in Las Vegas, what's the first thing you notice? Oh, slot machines everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Well, who was playing the slot machines? Very telling. Danger. Okay. We'll
6: get to that and more next. Round of shots on the way in the sports bar Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.
7: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: The
2: Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills making the official announcement today. Corner Josh Norman is back on the practice squad. Team is off today. Next up, it's the New York Giants. Head coach Sean McDermott.
5: Knows who's on the other side. I'm happy for Brian. He seems extremely happy. He's, he's earned that head coaching opportunity, did a fa- fabulous job in, in year one, and you know, a lot of their staff over there who, who were with us, and, and Brian took over there as well as Joe Sheen. Shane, who does an amazing job as a general manager, uh, real sharp personnel guy. So um, they're in good hands, and uh, it'll be a big test for us here. The
2: LA Rams have traded wide receiver Van Jefferson. This for a pick swap in 2025. Van Jefferson going to Atlanta. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Vikings placing Justin Jefferson on injured reserve. He's got a hamstring pull. Astros leading the Twins 5-0 there in the fifth. Gene Taglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. Bills,
3: Sabers, and Your home for live sports is 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester.
5: You know you've got to be able to control the line of scrimmage during the football game, and, and um, I think establishing that line of scrimmage, we didn't, we had that first run, the first play of the game, which we got five yards on, but after that, it was uh, it was tough sledding, and so we've got to go back and look at that, and it's something we've got to do a better job of moving forward for sure.
6: Sean McDermott saw what we all saw. That offensive line of scrimmage was just dominated by Jacksonville, and you didn't have enough physicality up front to get that run game going. Big difference in the game on uh, Sunday as you're back in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. Happy hour continues. Time for a round of shots.
2: Yeah, it is a solid night of sports program because not only do you have the baseball playoffs, although this game might not be uh, much to Houston. Has runners on first and second. Uh, they lead in the fifth now, 5 nothing over the Twins. That series tied at one. But, hey, you've got the opening night of the NHL season right now on ESPN. They're just underway. Tampa Bay hosting Nashville. It's game one of a triple header. Next up at 8 o'clock, the Penguins and the Blacks. Blackhawks and then you get the banner going up in Vegas where the Golden Knights host Seattle Jack Eichel making an appearance on Monday Night Football's broadcast to promote the game. I uh I like the Lightning minus a goal and a half against the
6: Preds. I like the Penguins minus a goal and a half against my Blackhawks and I like the value on the Kraken to win. On the money line, I'll take the Kraken
2: to upset that the the Vegas
6: Golden Knights there for their banner hanging
2: ceremony. I'd love to see that. Um, one downer note today uh, in hockey as ESPN making the announcement that Barry Melrose essentially is retiring. Uh, the announcement that Melrose has Parkinson's. Yeah, I hated that news. I've always appreciated and loved Barry
6: Melrose and and the the color and flair that he added to uh, any any NHL broadcast that he was a part of.
2: He came up to Rochester. This would have been one of those so RIT having the Brick City game it sold out against Notre Dame. He came up and joined us one year and he did a whole period which was oh, wow. just it was the year after the Frozen Four and uh, just, you know telling stories when he was with the Adirondack Red Wings how in the old War Memorial they would turn up the heat and you know just those little things those old time hockey stories yeah. but then Melrose making the jump from Adirondack to the LA Kings and he's forever going to be tied to Wayne Gretzky and if you get a chance tonight uh you know a tribute video from Wayne Gretzky which Kind of tells you what you need to know, yeah. how serious it is. Uh, the Orioles uh, look to stave off elimination tonight. Dean Kramer uh, taking the mound for Baltimore. They play in Texas. Nathan Ivaldi's looked good this postseason. He's looking to close it out for the Rangers. Uh, Mike Danger, can you name four Texas Rangers go? Nathan Ivaldi. No, other than Eovaldi. Oh, uh
6: yes. Uh, okay. Uh, there's... Um Oh God! I bet on these guys all throughout the course of the season, and I forget their names. The the I, I, so many of these. So guys. you're just like Digger Tro- Tuesday. I'm just like America. You're,
2: you're, you're just like uh, Troy Aikman. I don't know if you uh, saw this last night, but during the broadcast last night, Troy Aikman said, "How about my Rangers?" To which I'm starting to like Joe Buck more and more. Joe Buck asked Aikman if he could actually name four Rangers. Uh huh. Aikman, knowing uh, he was called out, responded by saying he liked it much better in the month of October when Buck wasn't around. <laughs> Max Scherzer, you have... Uh, oh, he's uh, not even playing. You uh, can't count him. He's
6: not even playing. <laughs> uh, no, who are some of these guys? I—I I, There was one guy...
2: Uh, Adoles Garcia. That's the guy, that's Garcia. The
6: guy. That, like, when I think of their offense, that, for whatever reason, Adoles Garcia is the guy that I think of. Sager at shortstop. Yeah. yeah. And these guys have been just mashing all season long. So their offense is good, but you're right, they're not like household names. Yeah. But they're all all-stars. They, you know, I remember the all-star game and God knows Dinger Tuesday cost me a pretty penny through the course of uh, the beginning of the baseball season when I was hoping that a lot of these guys would
2: go. It is true, though. We should be able to rattle off the Texas Rangers and they're more like uh, strangers. Am I right? Am I right? Okay. yeah. Uh, so there, that was pretty funny. Like, I hate this next story. Danger. Uh, longtime voice of Rochester sports has died. Kevin Spears was the PA voice of the Wings, dating back to the final days at Silver Stadium. Also worked some for the Nighthawks and Amherst. Uh, Spears losing his battle with cancer was just over the Labor Day weekend that he was inducted into the Frontier Field Walk of Fame. Uh, thoughts are with his wife Karen and the four children that mm. uh, they have. Kevin Spears, fifty-six.
6: That's too young.
2: You know, when your first job and whatever your profession is, you remember those people for life. And there's like four of us, Kevin Spears, like for the old nine ninety back in the day. Oh, so sure. every time I would see Kevin Spears, he would we would just go, nah, na you know, that's kind of one of those yeah. things because that was what the station voice was at that point. And then time kind of goes, and then I happen to be just at that game at Frontier Field, like, oh, he's getting inducted, and then oh, he's in a wheelchair. Oh, this isn't good, and then read up, oh got cancer and then all of a sudden wait a second terrible yeah that's brutal that's tough
6: loss uh for the for the spears family and a tough loss for the the red wings and for our community
2: yeah he had that major league pa voice i'll say that organizers for the 2028 summer olympics uh want a few sports added surprisingly the baseball and softball aren't officially being offered yet also lacrosse cricket squash and flag football Yes, this would be a massive win for yeah. the NFL, which has been trying uh, to market the sport globally. But let's be honest, shouldn't like the United States not be allowed to play flag football here? Let let everyone else here play for a second.
6: <laughs> well, you didn't see any of the footage from halftime in London with the kids playing flag football on the field? Of course. Tottenham? I mean, come on, Gene. Football is family. And it's Global now certainly it's going international so yeah I mean to, to think that Team USA and flag football would would you know not win I mean of course they're going to win but it's it's not going to be as lopsided as you
2: think come on we should just <laughs> Wait, let somebody are else they going to the bring fun?
6: baseball and softball back because am I imagining it or were baseball and softball part of the summer games for a, a Tokyo. Good
2: chunk of time so they were there they were gone came back in Tokyo. But apparently, this is kind of like, uh, I don't know, like we're, this is fluid, I guess, is the word. Why? <laughs> Like why? What's wrong with
6: baseball? Why can't baseball and softball be a part I of the I would
2: think that the World Baseball Classic has at least shown that hey, there's some other countries that are good at this. It's just dumb. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, a Philadelphia Eagle fan on Sunday walked right past security at multiple checkpoints and right into the Eagles' <laughs> locker room, where he went up to wide receiver AJ Brown and started talking to him. Where AJ Brown was like, "Wait a second, this guy isn't a reporter. He called over to team personnel." Uh, Maybe Brown realized the guy wasn't a reporter because he was dressed too nicely. Oh, is that a knock on beat reporters? Yeah. Well, look, I'm dressed like a schlub too. So yeah. I could say that,
6: right? <laughs> I, I was going to say, what was he asking him? That, that gave him away. AJ,
4: what's your favorite <laughs> flavor of Kool-Aid? Hey, we you. You were great today.
2: Hey, Jay, good game. Can I take a picture with good you? Good game.
4: Is there a
6: question?
2: No, good. Just good game. Wow. <laughs> what's it like? Hey, AJ, what's it like? Finally, if you've ever been to the airport in Vegas, you know uh, there are slot machines everywhere. Vegas wants your money going in and out. And Well, this is weird. Sitting at one of the slots was a man known in Vegas, known in the NFL, Raiders owner Mark Davis. Davis has a franchise at an estimated value of $5 billion, yet the desire to win a candy crush is very strong. Did you
6: see the arm candy yesterday? During Monday Night I, Football? Yeah. I, didn't do, I didn't do research. I don't know if he's married. I don't know if he has a girlfriend. I don't know anything about Mark Davis's personal life. But, it, you know, when you're on national TV and Vegas is known for what Vegas is known for, and you're sitting next to her, I'm wondering now, now I'm interested. Now I'm curious. Huh? Andrew, that's got to be his wife. That's his wife? Blonde? Well, yes, that's his wife, Carol she, Davis. She was all glitzed out, glammed out.
2: Wow. I thought for sure, like I was ready to say he something. looked yeah. at
6: least forty years younger than him. Am I wrong on that one? Or it was it just that No, that's that's
2: legitimately his wife. Way <laughs> to read the D, Mark. Oh, I don't know. I if mean, you're I, a billionaire, I think you could kind of pull geez, that, right? Mark.
6: Mark, we no, I'm getting my hair cut like Mark Davis tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Try and stop me, Peyton Manning. Very good at light comedy. Like came out in, in the Mark Davis haircut. Last oh, night. did he yeah, really? Yeah, yeah Peyton there.
6: Manning's yeah. he's he's good. He's got uh, he's got charisma. That one. Uh, last call is next at 866 4FAN you can join us pull up a stool 585-866 4326 as we utter the most dangerous words in all of sports talk radio we go to the phones last call is for you you can join us here in the sports bar Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook the official partner of 95.7 The Fan snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book. join me on FanDuel right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time. There's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. You've got a wide range of betting options, everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike. Put a little wind in the sails here at the fan. FanDuel.com slash Mike to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY four six seven three six nine. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y
2: Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports
3: bar with Danger and Pataglia on The Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester.
5: Well, he's a young player himself, so he's, he's going to have the, the added challenge now of building that rapport that he once was starting to build with Matt, and now he'll need to build it with, uh, with the other two guys here quick fashion here. So I'm uh, very confident in, in him and in his ability
6: to do that as well as uh, it's their ability to, to work alongside of TB. There's Bill's head coach, Sean oh, McDermott, TB. TB, Terrell Bernard. Uh, uh, who's going to be alongside Terrell Bernard? Who's going to step up and replace Matt Milano? That remains to be seen. I have a feeling there's going to be some some battling in practice when you have Tyrell Dodson, Dorian Williams, both kind of vying for that position, vying for that playing time. You're back in the sports bar. danger and Vitaglia, Great show this afternoon and if you missed any of it you can catch it on demand in the free-to-download Odyssey app with Rewind. Go back and listen to any part of the show you may have missed for the next 72 hours. If you're a podcast listener we got you covered there as well. Just search the sports bar wherever you get your shows that includes Apple Podcasts that includes Spotify Stitcher and of course as I mentioned the free-to-download Odyssey app tomorrow on the show we should mention we'll be joined by the host of Beck QL's Send It In PJ Glass Lassar will give us some winners in college football and week six in the NFL. And 425, the co-host of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo in the Odyssey app with Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove stops by the sports bar to talk
5: some
2: Buffalo Bills. Yeah, we uh, we have time for one call here. Matt in the city. Hey, Matt, what's going on, buddy?
5: What's up, guys? Happy, uh, what is it, Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, just, you know, had a had a day yesterday to sort of absorb the news, come to reality with all the injuries, and then return to the eternally optimistic bills fan that i am and i think so many are um you know i i I think you guys would probably agree i was thinking you know with with those guys with those heavy hitters the bills were operating
6: as a as a top three defense in the league right um i think that's probably fair to say without those guys with what i've seen schematically from mcdermott the way he's just got those guys playing as a unit this year i'm confident they can remain a top 10 defense in the league i think that's fair. So with that, if Josh is MVP Josh and
5: they're humming on offense, no reason why they still can't get to 12, 13 wins and uh, have a good year.
2: All right, Matt. That uh, See, he just says what it's the life cycle of a Bills fan. That is a good yeah, call, by the yeah. way. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. That,
6: thank you for setting a tone and setting an example for other callers into the sports bar. We appreciate you pulling up a stool. I don't disagree with him. Uh, I think McDermott, regardless of personnel, can, can coach a top 10 unit. Uh, the thing that makes me nervous about the Bills, and we saw this a lot, their inability to win close games. It's either a blowout or it's nothing. We'll see. We'll probably get a blowout on Sunday night. All right, we've got to cut out. Uh, It's time for CBS Sports Radio, The Zach Gelb Show, next on The Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.